and welcome back to the Be Fit Podcast. I'm your host, Connor Murphy, joined with the Byron Sisters. That's us. Byron Sisters, also known as Carly and Maddie Byron. Although I should, I th- you start with Carly, right? From alphabetical. Yes. I think so. Do you want, because are you, you're older? I'm, no. No, I'm younger. I was just asking. How do you not know that? Uh, I, I know that now. You didn't know Carly was older? Uh, I don't think I ever like took the time to see who was older or younger. Yeah. The don't crow's know. feet really give it away, though. I was just talking about how you behave. And um, so since you're more mature. Uh, yeah. That. No, it, it checks out. She is, <laughs> oh more, my God. she is more of the mom. Claws are out. No, I am the mom. I'm lamer, if that makes any sense. She's more fun. Uh, fun is a relative term on how you look to have fun. That's true. Some people define fun with maturity or immaturity. Like, oh, that person's really fun or that person could be really immature. I think you're both a wealth of fun. <laughs> Thank so, you. So anyways, let me finish introducing <laughs> these ladies known as uh, Built by Byron. Personal training, group training, also the host of the Eat the Damn Cake podcast. Your favorite title ever. The number one <laughs> podcast at a Big Night Media, or you know what? Fuck it. Even if it's not true, the number one podcast. <laughs> it's not true, yeah. but we'll take the title if you want to give it to us. You know what? There's enough stuff that goes around where people are like, like it could be the number one podcast currently in the podcast office at Big Night. True. True. Right now in this moment. Yeah. <laughs> If you make the category niche enough, you can be number one. There's enough cross sections to where you're going to highlight gold on that one. All right. Like, I'll take it. I'll take it. You guys are amazing. Thank Um, you. One, why I really enjoy listening to what you have to say and what you are doing in training is because it is a different approach uh, than what I'm used to. And I think that every time that I get to playfully argue with you really what i'm doing is kind of learning more tricks of the trade on just how to be better at what we do which is i mean there there's enough clientele in this world that needs to be uh that needs to move and needs to eat well and needs to find ways to be better and there's a million ways to do that and um and i really like uh the approach and how playful you are but also how smart you are and how willing to learn you are. I always see it's like there's like times where it's like I don't know the answer, but I have Google up on my phone and here's something, here's information that I'm reading. Right. So welcome. Thank you Thank for you. having us. So and honored. Let's let's go as opposed to going back the storyline. I want to just circle all the way back to what it, what was the I'll use this word impetus, the driving force behind Built by Byron. Okay. Well, it all started back in uh, July 2019. I took a nap. And I woke up and I had a dream that Maddie and I started our own fitness company. I knew that Maddie was really, really good with strength and conditioning. She had just graduated college. We both went to UMass Amherst for kinesiology. Um, So Maddie's expertise was more strength and conditioning where mine was more centered around like the cardio aspect of everything. Mm -hmm. And I said, why don't we join forces and do something by Byron? Like, but I said, I don't want body by Byron. That's overdone. I don't want booty by Byron. Something that embodies like what we believe in by us. And she said, how about built? And I was like, yes, because we are all about like found at the foundation about making people stronger. That's all we really truly set out to do. We want to make every day of your life easier by 
priming your body, making it stronger, making carrying groceries easier, going up a flight of stairs easier, things like that, just setting you up for success for every single day. We're not saying you have to carve a six pack in and become a bodybuilder, but we just want to make every day's life simpler. So that's how it all started. And then we tried to come up with a eight week program um, where people, <laughs> where people, um, followed along an eight week program that like progressed throughout the eight weeks where they'd go to the gym and do their own sort of, um, I guess they would just take themselves through the workout, but we would provide them with a written workouts as well as videos and demos. And then we would check in with them each week. That wasn't exactly the best thing because we knew nothing about starting our own business what pricing was supposed to be. We were overpriced at that point for who we were because we had started the business about five minutes prior. And then we were like, okay, that's what typically people charge, but no one really knew what we we were, were, who we we were about. Like it just didn't make any sense. So fast forward, what was it? A couple months, few months. Yeah. March, 2020, March, 2020, the world shut down down because of COVID. If you didn't already know. Um, and Some people are like, what? Yeah, what <laughs> happened? March 2020, March 2020. Yeah, is, uh... Let me rack my brain for a second. So day one of lockdown was March 16th. 16th. Oh yeah, 16th. March 16th, we decided let's teach a class on Instagram because all the gyms were closed already. Everything was shut down. So we went live on Instagram and taught a body weight hit fully body weight no equipment and we got i think what over a hundred like 120 people who signed up people just logged on and started doing it and then people kept saying are you are you gonna do this again and that kind of started our journey of teaching monday through saturday at 7 a.m every day every day through the pandemic for free and we kind of built a brand of group fitness and a community and it's all kind of evolved. If there's kind of a reader's digest, we evolved to record pre-recording on YouTube and then charging $3 (laughs) for one (laughs) class. And because we were nervous, people weren't going to keep taking our classes if we charged after three months of free exercise. And then we all decided, okay, we're starting to go back to our jobs. I worked in retail at Lululemon, Carly, where she still works at Bespoke. She was going back to a full schedule or for what it was, semi-full, but we decided to create a subscription. So we created an online subscription that was $30 a month, which we still have. Um, And we were teaching from our parents' backyard and basement for that entire time up until August. And then we, or November, yeah. But in September, we started looking for a space to find. um, And Carly actually was one who found the gym we're actually in now. Yes. How'd you find that? I went to go, they were actually a gym that was closing during the pandemic. And I went to go buy weights off of them. And I said, who's taking over the space? And they were like, "Um, I don't think anyone. Do you want us to put you in touch with the owner? I was like, well, how much is it a month? And then they told me and I was like, "Ah, that's okay. Don't worry about it. The owner calls us and is like, I want to see you guys succeed. I want to help you out. I'm going to give you two months free rent to get on your feet and then start paying in November. And that was like, I think a guardian angel because 
if we never got the space and we never would have started personal training, we never would have small group trained, you know? So Yeah. I think when we moved into that space, all we kind of looked at it as was a, a, a yeah, a recording studio, a, a 1200 square foot recording studio. We used probably like one corner of it to record. Mm-hmm. And then we had a couple of clients reach out to us and asked if we did private sessions. And we said, yeah, I mean, we do, we have four sets of dumbbells come on in, we'll train you. And now it's kind of evolved into a full, blown a gym. full gym, we fully equipped because of you. Yeah. We finally got a skier because of you. And, uh, you still hit him with that, that warm up piece, huh? Yes. Oh, yeah. the all the time. People are like, Oh, this seems good enough. Oh, it's going to get you. I simple. So simple, but horrible. I will simple. never forget <laughs> when you made us do that. And was, I was just holding the plank, thinking that I was relieved to be in the plank. And your hands are shaking <laughs> and your your shoulders and you're breathing heavy. And it's 30 second skier, 30 second plank. Until How many times? 2,500 yeah, meters. 2,500 meters. Right? Was it 2,500? No, it was 1,000. Wasn't it 1,000? No, it was, no, was 2,500. 2, yeah, it was horrible. But now we're, I'm fully built by Byron. I personal train and small group train full time. Carly is as well. Minus maybe a few because she teaches spin, but yeah, that is our full-time gig now. And we couldn't be more grateful. I love the story, particularly the part where you were like, we didn't know what we were doing. We just did it. You know, <laughs> it, Hurley can attest to it. We talked about this yesterday. Uh, Jason Fernandez. It's like so many people are, you know, in a, for like a metaphorical, uh, place it's like you're standing in the middle of of very very tall weeds yep and there are people who are like all right i'm gonna calculate the perfect path out of here and they're gonna stand there for days weeks years or potentially do nothing Mm -hmm. and then there's the people like you that were like not sure if this is the right way but we're going and just start weed whacking (laughs) and you may have it you may have the most roundabout swirly bird way out of there but fuck just starting is so cool and so important terrifying horrifying terrifying Terrifying. each night when you go to bed i mean i mean i know this is like (laughs) you have one one hour where you're like yep this is great and the next one you're like we're gonna shut it down i don't want to do this anymore embarrassing that's that's the best way to describe it because i think you know, it's cool to reflect now because we're definitely kind of over the hump of will we make it? Because there were so many points where we so both many. kind of looked at each other and we're like, I don't know if we can take a paycheck. Like, yeah. sorry. And luckily for a while we were both living at home and I finally moved out. And then I was like, shit, I have some actual expenses to make. We need to be making enough money to s- sustain this right now. And we're if, finally... If you want it bad enough, you're going to make it work. Right. Necessity is the mother of invention. Yep. Exactly. Where it's like, once you are like, hey, I have to make this work. <laughs> yeah. That's what that old that old quote, like, like burn the ships. Yep. It's like, yeah. if you have the ship to go back to, you're not going to take the island. Right. But if you burn it, it's like, hey, we had nothing to go back to. <laughs> we so we have better to stay. fucking make this work right now. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, when I left my job... That was the scariest jump. That was the scariest jump because I knew I was kind of... We, we both knew it was necessary because we were starting to get mm-hmm. too busy to the point where I could no longer work a full-time job. But at the same time, we knew there was a chance that there would be some weeks where it was like, okay, so you're not going to be making much money at all. You're, we're going to all be skimming by and it is not glamorous. I, 
I think it's so funny because when you tell people you own your own business, they're like, wow, that's so cool. It must be so amazing. They think of like the expense account. Yeah. They're like, they're like oh, we oh, can just swipe great. that. And we're like, where do you think the money comes out of? Yeah. Our bank account. They give you this piece of plastic and everything is free. <laughs> like, it's so just cool. free. Um, you know, and we're both very young. I'm, I'm 25. Carly just turned 28. So we're both on the younger end of things. And we feel very blessed that we're already finding success because a lot of people are like, and I'm, I am learning right now in school. Most businesses don't make it through the first year. And most businesses, you don't start cutting paychecks until five years in. And we have been able to start paying ourselves and we have been able to stay afloat through the different waves of the pandemic. And um, it has been a learning experience for sure. We would be lying if we knew exactly what we were doing at all times. But I think that's been the most fun part, figuring it out together. You use the word found success or created success. Mm-hmm. How do you define success? If you're like our, our business is now like successful, we're finding success in it. What is that? What does that look like? I think at least like having clients that rely on us and we rely on them and they trust us. And like we found an amazing client trainer relationship with all of our clients and like created that foundation that they feel comfortable coming in and training with us. I I look at that as success. It's not about like the amount amount of like money we're bringing in. It's more about like having clients that come to us and them trusting and staying on with us. And that's what I think is success. Yeah. I would say client retention, but also the coolest part about success is it's ever changing. So what I could define success as this month could totally change three months from now because our goals keep changing, right? We just had a goal to really stay open and build our, our schedule to the point where we were able to both fully put in almost, you know, all of our time Yeah. in the summer. That was our goal. Let's try to get over 40 appointments each week. And we hit that. And that's unbelievable because uh, just over a year ago, we had one client. And it's all been we had like four that were like would come sporadic and weren't really coming in that consistently. So right now, I think, like Carly said, client retention has been huge and we love our clients to death. And also building up our fitness classes have been really good. Yeah. Circuit classes. Yeah. When I started my fitness classes at Framingham, we had. Like two or three people and one was my boyfriend one was my mom and then one was like my mom's friend and I would be like oh do I even charge you guys because I think I'm pretty sure I reached out to you and to said come. please come to my class so I'm te- not teaching to nobody um and now they're filling so I think it's all about kind of what you put out there and our whole foundation of our business is like Carly said getting stronger not making it about the scale and also just, you know, self-improving in whatever that means. And the cool part about Built by Byron, it's not only you're building muscle, but you're building each other up in the atmosphere that we provide. So it's all about building each other up. That's what our community is about. So I think it's been very cool that we've been able to foster that environment for so many people. And I think where people get lost when they think success as money is that it's like, it's, it's, very closely related, Mm -hmm. but money doesn't, especially in this industry, like money doesn't come at zero expense. And meaning like you don't just get to start making money as it being successful. It's like why you make money is because you invest in these, 
these relationships and in these people and in these clients, they start to see results. They start to improve the quality of their lives through fitness. And through that comes money. Mm -hmm. So when some people are like, oh, it's not all about money. And it's like, Correct. It is about this, but this is how we become sustainable. Yes, exactly. and that is to where it, it, it's a direct relative. Mm -hmm. But that's not. It's like the you know the, like the chicken before the egg type right. thing. It's like 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 this. You have to give get results and create these relationships, and that's how money comes. I mean, we, and that's what wow. I was going to say. The most uh, memorable thing, memorable one of the most memorable things you've ever said to me was that when you worked at the Reebok gym, you, some guy said, "Why should I join here?" And you said, "Come for one month for free," mm -hmm. and see how it goes. And then ever since then, he was a lifelong client. And that's just, that's just proof of how you built that relationship with that person. And then it became sustainable because he trusts, you built that trust up the first month. Maddie and I, at the beginning, were giving away personal training, small group training, group fitness classes, just to get people to trust us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's how we felt like we had to prove ourselves because we knew we weren't, we were not about to charge people a ton of money to come to us when no one knew anything about us. They didn't know who we were. They didn't know what we were about. And even in the beginning, we made everything super low cost because we wanted to prove ourselves to these people that we were worth the investment of their time, of their money, of their energy. And also, even when you start making money, like you said, it's not about that. Most of the time, you don't see any of it because you're consistently trying to better your business and get new equipment and get also get, and <laughs> get new, you know, clothing, but also invest in, in ourselves. Like I'm going back to school, you know, getting those new certifications, learning more about the fitness industry that can make you a better trainer and also just know more about your clients. You know, it's hard to measure success on that scale because like, like you said, most of the time, it's not really how much money you actually have. Like if we were basing it off that, then if I we could, were, like if we were looking to make a bajillion dollars, we wouldn't, wouldn't have started in the fitness industry. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, and that's just how it goes. That always cracks me up when people are like, I want to buy a gym to make money. And you're like, yeah, buy a laundromat. Oh, <laughs> You're like a car wash. Yeah. yeah exactly. like, you're like, think a little yeah. bit differently. Become a drug dealer. Yeah. yeah. Like, honestly, just don't do that. Don't, don't buy the gym. I, you know, both of us always wanted to help people and make people feel good. And I think that's kind of why we ended up where we were yeah. and why we're our happiest we right now. Wake because up and love our job every yeah, single day, which I never used to do. Giving people the ability to, have a better quality of life is one of the most incredible things as to do one as a profession, but two, just on a day-to-day -day basis, mm -hmm. like you could be having the worst day possible. And sometimes you have to throw on that, that face. Sometimes it's like, I'm not here right now, but I know that this person needs it more than I do. And it's like, that can, that can turn your day around having Absolutely. them be like, you know, this was the best part of my day. This was it. Like, like those are incredible moments. And it seems like that's what's driving. That's, you know, that's like the the force behind this this train that's rolling. Oh my gosh! Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. I, I mean, we the other day anywhere. had a horrible day. You did for like a couple of hours. This was like a month ago. Oh, you did. I okay. don't have a lot of bad days. <laughs> I I don't think bad days are a thing. I think you have bad moments of bad days, and if you turn the whole day bad because of those bad moments, then that's on you. But <laughs> that's on you, Playboy. That's on you. <laughs> But I was having like a bad couple moments in that day and I went and taught a spin class and I just like, or a ride class and I went all out just like 
balls to the wall. And some person texted me after and said, I needed that class tonight more than anything. I was having the worst day, but your energy and your playlist and everything just made it all better. And I would, and that made me turn around every negative thought I had in my brain. I was like, yes. Okay. This is why I do what I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's incredible. And it's, I feel like that's what keeps us going. Because there are the there are the moments to where you're like, oh my gosh, like we are hustling and the hustle's not gonna end. It doesn't get to just stop and you're like, Well, no. I've hustled enough and now <laughs> the business is gonna run itself and it's like but like oh. that's the that's the stuff, that's the fuel. Oh unfortunately with fitness, sure. that isn't like a business you can like just pass off because people come for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you build up this amazing fitness empire and that clientele. people love they're coming for you. You can't be like, all right, here's a new I'm trainer. <laughs> if you sell your gym, and, and this breaks people's hearts, it breaks people's hearts so much when people have built a very successful gym and they want to sell it. You are selling used fitness equipment. You're not selling. You're not selling members. You're not selling success. You're not selling weight loss, muscle gain, PRs completed. You're not selling a community. You are selling used fitness equipment. So if you want to build it up to sell this, you know, multi-million dollar industry like Mm -hmm. it ain't it ain't it no and like carly said i feel like i keep reiterating you but it's work showing up every day for those people and we wouldn't want to be going anywhere else or doing anything else and i think that you know it's so funny because personal training really is so personal you become their friends, you become, you see some of these clients more than you see your own family. Mm-hmm. And also you're rolling out of bed at 4.45, 5 a.m. every day to do that. So if you're not willing to put that effort in and sacrifice a lot of different shit in your life, then it's not the industry and it's not the business for you because we always joke about how lame we are because we go to bed at 8 p.m. 8 p.m. Even on the weekends, we try to stay pretty tame because we work, we both work on Saturdays and sometimes on Sundays. Um, and people are like, well, why don't you just take the day off? Why don't you just call out? And it's like, uh, oh, I never, I never thought actually, of that. They're I'll like, just call out on my seven clients yeah, tomorrow. Sounds good. Well, they say you own the business so you can make your own schedule. And it's we're not like, that easy. we're like, no, 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 we own the business. So we have to be there. We are. The business. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, we always say we wouldn't have it any other way. And it's not that we want to take time off, but it's, it's, there's a lot of sacrifice in owning your own business. We don't have PTO. You don't have bonus checks. You don't have, you know, manager meetings where they're like, Hey, you got a raise. Like you are on your own. Just sit in one chair. Yeah. We want to talk about your performance review. And then you run across the other <laughs> chair and you're like, well, how have I been doing? Yeah. Well, we have a couple of things here yeah. to talk about. Like it. It's it's that's it it's carly and i we're you know we do try to keep up with clients so and send out like feelers of like hey what could we improve what mm-hmm. areas just to like oh, yeah. feedback is so important and usually if one person says something four others are thinking it totally good or bad you know so i i just think that feedback is so important and like w- the first couple months we started operating our on demand and started doing stuff and even personal training clients, we sent out feedback and people would give us helpful tips and tricks and along the way. And it was awesome. Yeah. It's definitely how we've evolved. You have to, you have to be humble. Mm. <laughs> be humble at your highest and hopeful at your lowest. Coasties. That song. Coastie ends every class with that. 
I like that. I like that a lot. Humble at your highest and hopeful at your lowest. Easier said than done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially, I mean, like when you're at your preaching lowest. to the choir. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. It's yeah. it's hard. Being humble at, at any point in time and being hopeful at any point in time yeah. are still things that are difficult. Yeah. Oh man. I know. It is really hard, but rewarding. My one of my best friends, James Hobart. Uh, I don't know if we've referenced or talked about this, but he always references owning a small business, like riding a lion to where like everyone else is like looking at you, like riding a lion being like, Whoa, that person's riding a lion. How cool is that? And like in your perspective, you're like, what the fuck am I doing? I'm riding a lion. Why am I doing that? Like I have no idea what I'm doing right now. I'm riding a lion. Yeah. Everyone else is like, man, it'd be so cool to ride a lion. Meanwhile, you're just like, ah. Wouldn't it be cool? Yeah. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I think uh, it's, I'm trying to describe it in the most easy terms. It's hard. It's, yeah, it's hard. And it's, there are days where, like you said, you don't want to show up because you're fucking exhausted and you know that you have 92 things on your plate, but there's only one person to do it and it's yourself mm-hmm. and you can't pass it off because I think Carly and I are very similar in this. We can delegate, but we'd rather do it on our own. And yeah, yeah, I think that's any business any owner. business owner. Yeah. And I so we I have two amazing interns and. My mom's like, why don't you just pass some of this off to them? And I was like, we can't. Well, that <laughs> requires a meeting and me teaching them how to do this stuff. And I don't have time to teach them how to do it. <laughs> and and also I was learning in one of my classes. So I'm at, at Babson learning about entrepreneurship right now. Mm-hmm. And they were like, the best leaders are the best delegators. But nine times out of 10, the small business owners will never delegate, delegate because they want a hand in everything that the small business is doing. And I think that's a really good way to describe Carly and I, because we're super, yeah, we're super protective. It's our baby. We, Mm -hmm. we want everything to be perfect. We want, you know, every single one of our clients have the best experience. We want our website to look great. We want our scheduling to be correct. Like our emails to be good. And we don't like passing it off because if it's not coming through us, then we're like, how do we know it's good? It's so bad. We should probably so, get better at delegating. I I got to kind of learn, that's again, still one of my biggest struggles, but I got to learn from my boss at Reebok, Austin Maliolo. And what was really cool about how he delegated is that there was never a task he gave anyone that we were like, Austin isn't willing to do this or he hasn't done it before. Yeah. To where I think there's something important too about where you're at now in the business to where it's like, now at this point because you've done so much now you can go to an intern or to an employee and say hey here i'm going to teach you how to do this and they're like well of course they're going to do this they're not just passing this off because it's it's busy work they have bigger fish to fry yeah and austin did that so well to where he had these like meetings upstairs at you know at the the reebok hq about way bigger stuff and then i had to you know i would do like these reports and it would like all trickle down to where the people who worked for me or then my interns it's like all of that stuff got done and at first when i first started working for him like if it wasn't exactly how he wanted it done he'd be pissed yeah and then like as he continued to get better it was like this it's going to be 
Connor's quality to where it could be better in some things could not be up to par in those. But I think it's like, it's not to where it's like, Hey, let's just get better at delegating. And it's like, all right, on day 497, (laughs) we decided to start delegating. (laughs) You're you're building, you're on that that right timeline. You're, you're doing this, you're getting that credibility in anyone who sees you, your clients and everyone else to where I'm sure soon to when you are passing things off, your clients are like, well, I know how they are, so they're not going to leave us hanging. Yeah. They took the time to make sure that this person is going to do it to the best of their abilities. 100%. True. 100%. They do trust us. We brought on someone who teaches, um, our friend Emily teaches on Monday nights. Mm-hmm. And we were, we, she went through a training process with Maddie. Yeah. And we trusted her. We're like, yeah, you got this. It's all you now. And our clients love her. Yeah. And we, we took it into account, like, I teach Wednesdays and Saturday mornings and I built up a really big class and I said, okay, we're going to be offering classes again, but on Mondays, but I'm not teaching it. We brought in someone new and obviously there's like a stir, like, who is it? Are they similar? Mm -hmm. What are they like? So we would bring her in while we were personal training because a lot of our clients come back for those classes and slowly, but surely she would sub in for me while I was still in class. And now she's built this amazing foundation. It's like, if you trust the people that you hire and that you bring in and that also help foster that environment that you've worked so hard to foster for your clients, then it'll all work out. But then there has been times where we've been wrong about people and we'll bring people in and we are not, it's not that we don't like them. It's just not a good working relationship. And that's hard too. And, you know, I don't think either of us had ever fired anyone before and not, not even fired, but like let someone go and at 25 and 28, you're like, okay, how do we like professionally do this? Especially when it's- Gotta do it in writing. Yeah. When it's someone that we've known or a friend and that's the sticky part of owning a small business. Everyone that you know are like, how can I help? How can I get in there? I work in fitness too. Can I teach for you? And it's trying to be super picky, but also being super respectful of your brand and you like what you know in your heart is good for your business and not going to either break a friendship or- break your business which yeah. not fun i it's funny when you mention like like that that's a part of owning a business mm-hmm. and and there's going to be times where it's like it's very very tough to hurt someone's feelings and it's not it's hard to even relay that too to say hey you're not a bad person and what you're doing isn't even like bad, bad. it's just not what we want and this is our business mm-hmm. I've felt that and I wonder if you felt the same thing to where I've almost given people too much even when I've known where I'm like this is not what I want this is this is mine I own this this is me yeah but I'm letting it other people because I'm like mm, it's I don't want to hurt your feelings you're trying but it's not what I want and then and all of a sudden it's like it's like nice 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 and then I get this switch where I'm just like this is yours I'm like <laughs> done cut off yeah, and you're like, well, I, I probably could have done that a little more tactfully. <laughs> yeah, that's sure exactly. You've experienced that, or have you? Mm-hmm. Well, that is exactly what we experience. Yes, I go zero to one hundred. It's like I have so much grace <laughs> until I don't, <laughs> and down. then I'm like, actually, you're fired. People are like, whoa, <laughs> yeah. you were so nice up until now. Yeah. <laughs> Where did I this come from? Thought it was kind of working. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That yeah. is me in a nutshell. <laughs> Gemini Carly. Gemini Carly. But we love her and need her because I'm too nice. Yeah. Okay. Let's, t- let's talk about this. Uh, when you say Gemini, um, what translates to me is that doesn't fucking mean anything. I can understand why you think that. 
Tom um, does. I can understand why you think that, but it means a lot, actually. The stars have told me that I am a crazy bitch, and I am fully owning it. So do you think this is one of those, like, chicken came before the eggs? Do you think maybe because your entire life you've been told this is how you're supposed to act? Actually, it? no. No. Because I, no. So you're I, saying because you were born into... on a certain day, that's how you are? What's your sign? When's your birthday? My, what people say that my sign is is cancer. So it is. Oh, we love a cancer. It doesn't mean anything. You're to an, me. emotional You're an emotional little peanut. We all have emotions. <laughs> but you feel them. Wow, you sound like a cancer. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> I knew saying that was going to piss him off. I'm going to do a vote to where it's like, hey, do you believe in this stuff? Yeah, and then like everyone who votes yes, I'm just gonna block. And then <laughs> there's right. so many people like, oh, I'm I'm sorry, I'm oh I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm prepared I, to be blocked. I guess. Sorry, I showed up late. I'm such a Gemini. Uh, yeah. it's like, no, fucking Actually, show Geminis up time. are very tactful, so I would not show up late. However, <laughs> but I am so Maddie. You've seen my whole life, me go zero to 100 or flip a personality switch, and I had no idea that's what a Gemini meant yeah. up until recently until like the past couple of years. And I was like, oh my God, that actually makes a lot of sense. So every Gemini in the world, everyone's Hurley's born, a Gemini. everyone born in this, never ever seen Hurley snap. And, and in my life and this, so every single person has that same trait. No, there's multiple traits. He's on the cusp kind. of a Taurus and he's more Taurus. He's more Taurus vibes. Oh, so what if like you were, your due date was like on one, but then you stayed in and were born a little bit later than your due date. That changes your personality. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was early, so <laughs> my personality is different. Okay. What about if it like a C-section? That doesn't do anything. No. You're just born on that so day. If it's like, you know your time of birth if it's like changes 11, everything? So if it's like 11.59, they're like C-section, you're going to be a different personality than if it were to be 12.01 in a regular birth? Yeah, because your moon uh, rising oh, would okay. be different. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Get a co-star app. Get the co-star app. <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> Can I not. see your phone? Do yeah. you have? Do you know what time you were born? No. Can Why you text don't you know that? Would your mom know? If I message my mom right please now, message say, right now please message her right now. She'd FaceTime me and say, "Leave her alone." Yeah, I know uh, she would do that because most you have to text her. Message my mom. Why don't Why don't we FaceTime? Let's see what she's. I yeah. Oh my god. One of these. My mother is the sweetest woman on Bone earth. Friends. I can only imagine she's the sweetest person on earth. I typed in Teresa and I forgot that she's saved under Mama Murphy. So. Uh, oh. Our mom made her made us save her under calling just in case someone found her phone. It wouldn't call our mom or something. Wouldn't you want them to call? No, like, remember she saw something. That yeah, where like someone got held hostage and they called the parents and were like, wire us $30,000. Yeah. And so. So they like, have Colleen ICE yeah. in case of emergency. <laughs> oh, gosh. That didn't make any sense to me at all. Uh, oh, mom, Mama Murphy, come on. What's she up to? Probably golfing. <gasps> she likes or, to golf? Or like tending her garden. She loves to tend her garden. Where does she live? Where is she? Uh, born and raised in Washington State. So nice. her and my wow. dad live in Gig Harbor, Washington. Cute. Wow. I think you should still text her, ask her what time you were born. Just so we could okay. get like, yeah, a in case, response. You know, just in case she I mean, sees she her would, phone. She would call me right back. Would she? Case. Oh, yeah. She loves me. At least I think. We hope. Um, oh, yeah. More than that. I mean, she has been by my side at like at moments to where no one should have been by my side. Well, Even though she, there's been times where I've like, like in high school where I've lied to her. She knows I'm lying to her and she believes me so that like at least I have some sort of support system. Yeah, she's what amazing. An angel. What an amazing mother. What What's her sign? 
I don't know. When's her birthday? Well, no. Why don't you tell me from that from that personality trait what sign she is? I would get Pisces vibes. What or is Cancer? What are the date of Pisces? March, March. January twenty sixth. Capricorn. Or is that I don't know Aquarius? What, if it's an Aquarius, then that would make sense. This is all sounding pretty suspect. It's got to have something to do with the rising moon, I'd say. Oh, yeah. Yeah, good call, Hurley. Yeah, You're so probably, right. Yeah. Do we she's know what time a c- a your mom for? Yeah, yeah, she's, she's a cusper. She's cusper born. She's actually one of 14. She has 13 brothers and sisters. No. Yeah. Wow. So you yeah. have a lot of cousins. I have more first co- I have first cousins I've never met. People's names I don't even know. You Like old family reunions when we were in Spokane were... Insane. You had to rent a hall, probably. Oh, it would just be at one of their houses, and they're all insane. Really? If they were all, if there was like, if like a certain family could be a, a what do you call them, a zodiac sign? Yeah. It would just be like a bunch of Gemini's. If that's what the crit. <laughs> I mean, like the loudest fun. They're they're electric. They're so much. Oh, fun. that's so but fun. But imagine, imagine having fourteen brothers and sisters. I have one child, and when we're like full time, I'm just like, okay. How There's a I, lot happening, how right? Do I make sure I need to make more money so that I can, you know, get her this this rubber duck boat for the bath. Like right. I don't know. I, back then, it was just like I uh. my mom would tell me stories to where, like, they would know they were getting a new brother or sister because, like, dad would come home and just like knock down a wall and build another room, and then it'd be like, huh? Everybody, Here guess, comes another. another <laughs> oh my god! Irish? Oh yeah. Yeah, Murphy. Irish Catholic. Irish Catholic. Mm-hmm. I was well, say. no, she was uh, her. My dad Murphy, yes. her Peterson, but yeah. Okay. So. My dad was French Catholic and they had, he was one of six and a lot of people in his family were. Oh my gosh. One of six, one of eight, one of 10. Madness. Madness. Let's reel it back into fitness. (laughs) Yeah. Um, You know, I always, I always try to give something to where there's, there's takeaways or something objective that people can do. And I want to go one of two ways of this first. um, Speak to someone who's, who's afraid to get involved in fitness, whether it is from a, a self-image piece or they don't want to fail, you know, speak to someone who it's like, you know, to, to help them realize that it's okay to start moving, whether it is built by Byron or whether it is whatever way you think they can get started, like, like give sure. them something to wear. And maybe someone can send this to someone else. Be like, Hey, here's, here's the info that's going to help you out. Yeah. I think, um, this is honestly kind of what we talked about today on our podcast, but also sort of why we created our business because there has there are so many avenues to go in fitness. There's so many places to go. It can be a really overwhelming place. And I remember even before I worked in the fitness industry or even knew I wanted to work in the fitness industry, I still wouldn't even go to a commercial gym in fear of looking dumb and being like, well, I don't know exactly what exercise I'm doing and I don't exactly know how to do it. So I'm not even going to go to the free weight section. I'm just going to hang by the cardio machines. And that is a super universal experience for a lot of people. And I think if you are nervous or if you are self-conscious, if you have had bad experiences prior in the fitness industry or the gym, I would challenge you to go out and try to DM a couple people that inspire you, that you follow, or try to look for people that remind you of yourself in the fitness industry that you know you'll feel comfortable with them. That you can relate to. Yeah, find the person that you relate to and 
pick their brain and ask them questions and see if you could hop in one of their classes or hop into a session with them or hop on a call with them. And I know putting yourself out there is a really, really scary thing, but find a friend to go with you. Find, you know, tell your parents about it. Tell your family and your friends about it and create a community that makes you feel comfortable. And I can always tell you the people that are the most nervous to start get the most out of it. And the people that claim they didn't don't want to do it or are unsure about it, we often offer a free session to someone that's really on the cusp. Just come in, try it and see if you like it. And then if you do, great, we'll move along. And if you don't, totally fine. You will feel this sense of accomplishment and excitement around something that you probably never felt before. Um, and I just want people to know that there's a space for everyone in the fitness community, no matter where you're starting, no matter how you look, what you wear, whatever it might be, there is a spot for you. It's just about finding that right spot. Yep. And finding those people that will foster that environment for you. And uh, people don't care as much as you think people do. And I think that's really important to remember. Talk more on that. What do you mean that people don't care? So I think a huge fear, and I can say, I don't know if Carly, if you've ever felt this, like a huge fear, and I'm not talking universal because um, there are probably women that haven't felt that, and there are probably men that have felt that, but we have found a lot in a fitness environment, a lot of women get very intimidated and worried that, like I said, they wouldn't, they would look silly or stupid like or men are judging them. Yeah. Like the people, people are looking over and being and like, like, what a fucking idiot. Yeah. Or, oh my gosh, that those leggings are like a weird color or like your hair looks silly. That, like Jim Hardo's Instagram or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or like, like creatures. Oh my gym. gosh, I'm getting crotch sweat. My butt crack looks sweaty and like my boob sweats all over the place and no one cares. Cares. And I can say that so confidently because I have looked wild in fitness classes and said to someone next door, I'm like, oh my gosh, did you see me? I was looking, you know, all disheveled because that was such a hard class. They're like, I didn't even notice. And you're like, who are you? Yeah. And then you think about it. Think of how many times you've gone to a fitness class and all you were paying attention to was yourself. You're I, not looking at other people being like, well, how are they? What are they like, doing? You're exactly. like, this is miserable. Right. I'm, uh, yeah. I'm just trying to get through it. Like, And I mean, I can honestly say as an instructor, I literally never notice how anyone walks into my class like, or how they walk out of my class. I only care about how hard they're pushing themselves when they're in class. Right. You know? And um, I only care if they like fart during class. That's the only <laughs> time when I'm like, you know what? Keep that in. No. <laughs> I've had people. Whoa, okay. I don't think it's voluntary all the time. I think most of it's class. involuntary. You can suck it back in. Okay, I, let me tell you, let me tell you <laughs> a little anecdotal story here. You can With suck it back in, Connor. Someone's name that I'm not going to, uh, that I'm not going to say because I don't want to embarrass them. Doing a class, we were doing uh, ab mat sit-ups, but the workout was really quick. So I needed people to understand that at the top of it, I wanted them to touch like the top of the dumbbells and actually use that to press back okay. into it. And we, had, we were on the Dahmer mat, so it was really, really fast. Like, all right, on the go call, what you're going to do is you're going to, th- as opposed to going back and sitting up quick, you're going to start from the back position. You're going to come up and then press back to your shoulders. I was like, and go. And this girl goes, <gasps> and I go, oh. oh, and she just looked at me and everyone else kind of looked. And I was like, I, sh- I shouldn't have said, oh, because that just drew attention Did you say you it. farted? Nope. 
Oh. I was that was like the next one, and I just go oh, and it was just this like blank look, and then it was just like we're gonna do two more of those and three two and uh, but like I could see the if I would have gone any further, which naturally what I was I would have called it out. <laughs> yeah, she was so embarrassed. We haven't spoken about it. It was never addressed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and everyone. It was loud. Everybody and I'm farts. Sure she didn't mean to. Carly. I'm sure she didn't Carly, either. you've had exertion farts in your life and I've heard them and <laughs> my boyfriend has heard them and your boyfriend has heard them. So it's normal. It's natural. Everyone it farts. It was just once during spike ball. I was playing spike ball and had an exertion <laughs> fart. So An EF? Yeah. Yes. An she EF. slammed the ball so hard just like that girl was sitting up so hard. We've all been there. Okay, but I'm saying when someone lets a like sneaky, slithery, silent but deadly out during my spin class, and all of a sudden I'm eating it, choking on it while I'm trying to teach. Have you ever crop dusted your clients? No. You've never had like a fart that you just kind of had to like fart in an area and then walk around. No. Yeah, me neither. I, now I know not to come to your class. I've, 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 I've discussed on here. I've pooped my pants while working out before. Oh, we've told I that mean, story on I our think podcast. we've talked about almost shitting our pants training people before. Nope, like, not almost. I pooped my pants. <laughs> He's like, it happened. Multiple times. Multiple times. You've pooped yeah. a lot in your pants? One was in St. Thomas. During, <laughs> it was like burpee box jumps. And, and it was just like, like I was like, it, was, it wasn't like a lot, but enough. Enough, yeah. And then the other one was during, like a, it was a competition workout with, with our team. And we were doing GHC sit-ups, chest bar pull-ups, and running. And on the GHC, I came up and like, and it was just, I was like, I have to just keep going. So the first one I stopped and took my underwear off, threw them away, gave myself a little pirate bath, and then came back at it. This one, I was like, fuck it. You worked out with poopy pants? No, I worked out with poop in my pants and some ran down my leg. No, Connor. Gross. <laughs> I had to go. I had to keep going. What did you eat? What was the problem? You just tummy issues? Um, you know, it was at that time. I think we told this story again. It was at that time when uh, I was I was using fat as the primary source of fuel, which works really, really well for me. Unfortunately, the amount of MCT oil that I was putting in my bulletproof coffee was mm. probably not exactly measured. You were like... Just pouring oh. it up in oh, there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And, it, and it, it went in. It came out the same way it went in. Just Yuck. liquid. Yuck. Thanks Gross. for that's. Thank you for clarifying that it was liquid. So if you farted, not that big of a deal. Here I am. Here I am trying to take what, <laughs> what Carly's showing you as just a really, really bad thing and saying, hey, I've done worse. It's not so bad. It's not okay. that It's not it's so not bad. bad. You, you little farter. Be, a, be, a, be the farter. Don't be the quitter. Yeah. <laughs> Slogan. <laughs> You fart, can... fart, don't quit. <laughs> I think I'd rather quit than fart. I... What about shit, don't quit? Shit, don't quit. <laughs> okay, Harley, but ha- that was way better. But it has to be a calm after shit. Yeah, shit. shit. Not as just like, hey man, shit, don't quit. It's like... Shit. No. Like literally shit your pants. <laughs> don't quit, literally. Don't quit. Quite literally. It's like, come join Connor Murphy and shit your pants. <laughs> Connor has zero client. He has one client. <laughs> oh my god um but yeah people don't care period show up for yourself yes next question i was going to have is from an instructor standpoint um i asked this to jason fernandez yesterday it's like how do you as an instructor lower the barrier to entry what do you do to reach out to someone to either find new clients or someone who's been paying attention or who's interested like let's say like for instance with jen mm-hmm you know, Jen is a good friend of ours. We um, we work together through BeFit Adventures with Celebration Travel, doing some really, really cool stuff coming up with these all-inclusive fitness retreats. 
We were on one together. We worked out. I directed them towards the Byron girls because they're a trusted source. That's also a very, very important thing in the trainer community and in a community is having trusted sources of trainers Mm -hmm. that um, that's why I know, like, I know what I'm really good at. And then if it's not me to be able to do that, to be able to have someone that does it better than I do. And that's what we passed off. But the initial contact, there was no, there was no commitment. What is, what, what is the approach there to make sure that you, you that someone feels welcome yeah. no matter where they are, no matter how much they've digressed from their best? Well, I was going to let you take this one okay. because Maddie is like, when I think of client retention, I think of Maddie and I think of the relationships she creates with people. And I'm not saying I've sit there like sitting there like a bitch, just being like, don't fart in my class. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> now I'm not sure. However... <laughs> However, I, and I do have the relationships, but Maddie takes everything the extra mile with every single person. And have I brought on clients separately? Absolutely. But I've noticed that 99.9% of the clients that Maddie has spoken to, she has retained them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll let you take it away. Oh, that's so kind. It's it, her zodiac. It's not actually her effort it's, or it's care. My, it's it's, it's me being a Pisces. <laughs> she cares. She cares deeply. I about care others. a lot about people. I have a lot of empathy. But so do I. But <laughs> no, Carly does too. I, Carly is incredible with it's clients. Expressed in different I, ways. No, but I am better. I honestly would say I'm better at the back end stuff. I'm better with like paying off our credit cards, managing our QuickBooks, running our website, like ordering our merch. I love that stuff. I really do. And I love teaching group fitness. Maddie's so good one-on-one. I just enjoy it a lot. But I think for me, how, you know, for example, when you pass Jen along to us, like showing that initial excitement for someone to literally put themselves out there to reach out to you, like that's a very vulnerable place. And making sure that you show them that you care so deeply about them before you even know them is so important and it really helps make them feel welcome. But we do intro calls with all of our clients so we can meet face-to-face via Zoom and show that we wanna know exactly what they're looking for and what their goals are. And like I said before, a lot of the time we just ask them to come in for free and just give it a shot. And, and you know, a lot of clients don't actually have the intention to train one-on-one because they think that was never something that I had in my mind. I thought maybe I'd just do, you know, group classes. Or have never budgeted out for Right. And we say, you know, I really want you to come in and try this. And if you don't like it, absolutely fine. No hard feelings at all. We just want you to get your foot in the door to see if it's something you enjoy. If it's something you enjoy, then let's, let's explore that as well. First session, You just make it all about them. You want to get to know them as a person. You want to know what their goals are, what their strengths, what their weaknesses are, if they have injuries. Making sure that someone feels taken care of and safe in your space is the number one thing. But also, I think a lot of gyms can be really intimidating for someone that is nervous to get into it. Um, And being a welcoming, smiling face is probably the number one thing I would say to Absolutely. to do for your clients because I know there's plenty of gyms I've walked into that I've immediately been like, okay, I want to walk out. Immediately now. Yeah. Um, I joined Lifetime a couple years back and they, with joining, they give you a complimentary personal training session. I'm like, okay, whatever, I'll try it. Why not? I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know the story. For a very specific reason they do that. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Yes, sorry, to, to help their newest trainers get clients. Mm -hmm. I've never been so 
turned off immediately. I went into this thing. They tell me to get on a scale. They measure me. They tell me to do the BMI. They tell, and I'm like, I didn't want to know how much I weighed today. Like, hello. <laughs> I didn't want to know my BMI today. Like what? Also, and so, why are they using that? And they spent the first half hour doing all those tests on me and then asking me about like my, like fitness routine at this point, I'm pretty fit. Like I, I would like to say I'm in pretty good shape. They start me with like the most basic, like band exercise. I'm like, you realize I just was like doing renegade rows with 30 pounds and like doing the, you know what I mean? Like I don't need, so I don't, I did not feel heard. I did not feel listened to. I felt, I didn't even want to know what my weight was. And they told me, you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. I, the old one size fits all model. Yeah. yeah. This is our on-ramp program for everyone because. <laughs> That's actually so funny you say that because on our website, it says fitness is not a one size fits all. Fist me. <laughs> and let's talk about if I'm, cause I like to be, um, that's the word I'm looking for. I like to be polarizing with some topics, yeah. the traditional gym industry. Let's talk about that. Here is the role of the traditional gym industry. We need to get as many people as possible to sign up mm -hmm. and we want as little people as possible to attend the gym. Yes. There is a gym, uh, 24 hour fitness in Pacific beach. I want to say I talked to one of the staff and they said they had like 6,500 people that were members of this gym. And what they do is they set the price to pay enough to where you're not going to, you know, remember to cancel. Yeah. Remember to cancel, <laughs> but not, or so not so much that you remember to cancel, but low enough to not make you go. Yeah. And it's like, you get what you pay for. And it's so frustrating because the traditional gym industry doesn't care about fitness. No. And we talked, we talked about this too, like yeah. the BMI. Like if someone wants to measure my weight relative to my like waist and like I'm obese for a six, one person. And it's like, yeah. like, Hey, let's, let's take this example. Let's take just this one example and, and throw out the baby with the bathwater. Like, yeah, let's like, get rid of it. Like this is yes. stupid and it doesn't make any sense. So dumb. And, and that's why I'm such a proponent of objective fitness. Yep. I've been like, what are you capable of day one? Mm -hmm. Let's see what you can do here. Here's, here's, we're going to do a baseline test. Not the same that's for what everyone. We do. Yep. Here's what we're going to do. And guess what? When you do it six months from now and you get better, here's objective data that you are fitter. Here's where you were. Here's where you are now. How do you look? Don't care. Yeah. How do you have, what clothes you're wearing also doesn't matter. But mm -hmm. guess what? When you continue to chase objective results, you are going to get everything else that you want. You are going to increase your bone density. You're going to increase your, you know, your muscle mass, mm -hmm. decrease body fat, increase your ejection fraction, which is how much blood your heart can pump in a yeah. like, like all of that stuff will get better if we just focus on not how you fucking look mm -hmm. and just to make you better, make you what you said, more capable to make life easier outside of it we train and, and do difficult things we do hard shit to make life easier right or exactly. more at, at least more accessible and yes. it's not like every so every single one of our clientele's abilities are different every single one and we aren't gonna throw our 65 year old client with a bad knee and a bad achilles into olympic lifts because they're never ever going to need to do that they're never gonna have to deadlift 300 pounds because they're, that's just not what is written for their journey. They do not want to do that. They do not want to try to do that because they have a bad back. And we're not going to be those trainers that are like, well, you can do it because you're strong and you're working out. So that means we have to give you that Olympic lift. Like, no, we're going to do what makes them feel most comfortable. And yes, we're going to push them to discomfort because without discomfort, there is no growth. 
But at the same time, we're not going to put them in a position where they could possibly injure themselves. Well, no program is 100% safe. Right. Right. But like mitigating risk to mm-hmm. also understand, and I like what you were talking about there, to where it's like, do I have enough knowledge to have a conversation with someone to why they should overhead squat in today's class? Sure. I can talk to them blue in the face with anyone about it. If the person doesn't want to do it, and they came in because they just wanted to get a good workout and putting a bar overhead is hard for them as opposed to grinding with a PVC pipe and doing all that stuff. Maybe they just want to come in and they want to sit down to a box and stand up for their squats. And it's like also understanding that just because you're you're fucking smart and you understand, you know, anatomy and physiology of movement. Mm-hmm. It's like also it's like, what does the person want? Yeah. Yeah. You know, talk to them, have the conversation. And, and you know, you want to tailor what they need with what you want. But there's tact to do that to where just like what you're saying, it's like just because you're like, hey, this is our program. Someone's like, well, I don't want I, I don't want to step on that scale. And you're like, well, yeah, you have to. <laughs> <laughs> like, Why? You're like, uh, it's like I wasn't looking to get weight today. Am I at the freaking doctors? Oh, it's the worst. It is. Did your mom call you back? No. Bummer. Man, I really need right. to know what time you were born. I know. We'll follow up with that. Don't worry. Everybody. We'll follow, we will up follow up on it. our podcast. <laughs> yeah. We'll just, we'll just run it back. Yes. Yeah, so we'll run it back to our podcast <laughs> next um, week. We're coming up on our one hour mark. Um, the questions that I had were the, the questions for trainers and then questions for, um, or the question about how to get people coming in the gym. Mm-hmm. I love your perspective. I love the journey. I also love being friends with you guys. I think it's incredibly inspiring. Um, there is no one size fits all. Nope. And, and if you are if you are getting people the results that they want, then that is the most successful and the most incredible thing. And and I think that it's just it's it's awesome to see. And I've I've really enjoyed learning from you and a much different approach on how I address things to where I've I have become a better trainer being able to learn from you. It's like it doesn't matter how long I've been in the fitness industry. If you're doing stuff that that's working, I want to take that. I want to steal it. I'll give you credit the first couple of times to be like, <laughs> "Hey, okay. Maddie and Carly with this." And then after two times of giving you credit, it's mine. It's yours. <laughs> that's also what I do with the stuff you teach me. Yep. So that's perfect. That's perfect. Thank you. We're going to look you. forward to that push-up clinic. Yes. We're going to I'm going to actually like put together. I have like an actual like program template. We'll do it at Reebok one weekend. Let's do It'll it. It'll be free for anyone who wants to learn how to do a push-up. Love that. And then uh, I have a lot of good there. assisted exercises for push-ups because I basically had to start after my rib injury from ground zero. So I will my push-ups also still help you. That Literally ground zero from Literally the ground. Literally the ground. Is. Cannot push <laughs> myself up. Yes. Well, thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. We love you. Thank you for joining. Um, Give them Instagram handles yourselves, your podcast. Talk about it. There's a bajillion. Built by Byron. Byron with an I. Maybe just one of you. Give them. Probably you. You always started. (coughs) Okay. So built by Byron. B-I-R-O-N. B-U-I-L-T. That's how you spell built. Mm. Um, We have Eat the Damn Cake podcast for our Instagram handle. For our podcast? D-A-M-N. Yep. A lot of people do D-A-M and can't find us. Really? Mm -hmm. Shocking. That person being sometimes Nick. I was going to say, they shouldn't be able to find it. And then Maddie. If that's the dam that's stopping them from figuring out what your podcast is, they don't deserve to listen. (laughs) No. Maddie is Madeline Byron. Madeline with an I, not a Y. And then I am Carly Byron, C-A-R-L-Y-B-I-R-O-N. Follow us. I'm also going to put all these in the comments. So if you just want to <laughs> read that, 
there's a uh, lot. This point in time, yeah, we're gonna put it on there. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having Thanks. us, Hong Kong. Uh, and thank you for everything that you do for other people. We love you. We love you. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>